welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 94 for Saturday the 31st of March, 2018. Easter weekend at the moment. So we've got a long weekend ahead of us, or we're right in the middle of it, actually. And then I've got a funny old week, really, because not only have we got the Monday off, I'm then heading off on Thursday, the 5th of April. We're going for a nice sort of four days away, visiting my mum and my family in Lincolnshire. So not an awful lot of work is going to get done during this time. But let me bring you up to date with, with where we are with everything at the moment. So um, I need to get, I'm not writing at the moment, as, as you know, not, neither am I editing at the moment. So it's actually quite nice. I'm having fallow time. Uh, and this, I hope, is going to be uh, mentally creative time. And what I'm really doing is, is immersing myself in, in, you know, reading, thinking about thrillers, working through plots. That's kind of what I'm doing at the moment. I, I need inspiration, lovey. That's what I need at the moment, because I'm going to start working on Project Bloodhound soon. But the, the work of an author continues. So last Sunday... I sent my latest email, my personalised emails. Not really sure how those are going. I know I got a really good response to the first one, but it still feels like I'm firing them off into the into the void. Now we're going to have to start. I'm going to have to start doing the GDPR email stuff soon, which means I'm going to have to get people to say, "Look, I I want to receive these emails, or I I'm leaving and unsubscribing, or I'll actually have to just delete them if they don't even get back to me." So um, hopefully, by the time we get to May, and when I have to start doing that for GDPR, hopefully people will want to stay on my list slightly more because uh, I hope that they enjoy those emails. But we'll we'll find out. Now I have to make sure that I get my cover order to Stuart Bache for the week ahead. He's expecting them at the beginning of April. So with Stuart, I've ordered a three pack of covers. That's going to cost me £940. I'm really pleased that he offers a discount when you're getting books in a series, because I know when I, I got my, I, I got a series of covers done, I sort of thought, well, you know, hang on a minute, the, the covers two and three are basically using the same fonts and layout as cover one, and there's much less work to do on cover two and three because you've got the basic structure and look and feel. You're really just finding the the image and, and, and the colouring for it. So I think it's only right that if you do books in a series that you should offer some kind of discount because as a designer, there's less work for you to do. So I'm very happy that Stuart's, when you look at the price for sort of four book, or three books separately, be considerably more than 940. So I'm, I'm very happy with that. So I'm looking forward to see what um, Stuart and his team do with the Don't Tell Meg series. Because um, if you remember, I, I've kind of, I'm not, never been really happy with the books, but I mean, they, they shifted 45,000 free copies on BookBub. So they can't be that awful, can they? Um, you know, they can't be terrible because we're shifting that number of books, but. From my point of view, not brilliant, not really what I would have wanted, but I had to settle for it. I was I was producing books so fast, um, I can't throw money at it fast enough, you know. So I put the money, I put most of the money into the edits, and and and, and didn't put them into the covers, and put out what I knew were acceptable covers, but not brilliant covers. So what I'm really hoping to get from Stuart is is brilliant covers, and, and my brief to him is going to be: 
I want those thrillers to look like they could be on Richard and Judy. If they were on Richard and Judy, you wouldn't say, well, that's a self-published book. You'd say that's a traditional thriller. That's what I want those books to look like when they come back. So um, let's see how that works. I've heard a lot of Stuart, about Stuart Bache. I remember looking at, um, I mean, when you, uh, I know Mark Dawson uses him. And, and Mark Dawson's covers to me are, are much of a muchness. They're like a, a lead child. They're very much genre specific. But when I interviewed uh, James Blatch, uh, his cover's brilliant for his book. And, and that's a Stuart Bache cover. I mean, um, James writes uh, military thrillers and that's not something that would interest me at all normally but his cover did exactly what a cover should which is it made me interested in the book even though I'm not by default interested in the genre it's a brilliant cover for James's book and that's a Stuart Bache cover so I'm hoping he works his magic and I get some fantastic covers now if these covers are fantastic then I will tr try and put money into the business earn money uh, put to put into the business to pay for uh, my other four thrillers to be done in the same way but I definitely want the Don't Tell Meg uh, series done because obviously it's my best sellers at the moment it makes sense for me to make those as good as I possibly can um, so um, kind of this this fallow time this quieter time um, and I'm still busy you know, I'm sending emails about Project Bloodhound I'm doing crypto podcasts and interviews it's not like I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs but this time not editing and writing is thinking time. I'm whirring and whirring and whirring and plots around in my head, trying to come up with the one for Project Bloodhound. That's really what I'm doing. And I also, I got some kind of weekends and some time off coming up. I want to also leave that free for reading some thrillers to sort of populate my mind with lots of great ideas and lots of thriller possibilities. So that's kind of where I am with the writing at the moment, not doing an awful lot, a lot of it's going on in, in my head at the moment. I need to come up with that idea, those characters for the next book. But I got plenty of time to just let it chug away because this, this, a 90,000 word book, this needs to be a strong one. I need a really strong hook for it. So I've just taken my time with this one. Just two more bits of author news to tell you about. It was Amazon Payday, as I like to call it this week, which means that we all get our checks, however big or small, from Amazon. And I just wanted to let you know where I was up to because we've had the 4,000er and then last month I was quite surprised by how high I'd got so I always budget it low and the last couple of months I've actually had more than I thought I was going to get so remember that we did this Amazon promo or this big bookbub promo at the end of October last year so where are we now end of March I'm now getting payment from three months back it takes a while to filter through so I got paid by Amazon this week and this week or for the last, not for the last month, where are we? I'm trying to think which month it would be. It would be November, December. It's probably, I think I've been paid for January now. I've been paid for December or January. Anyhow, uh, this month's uh, Amazon income was £1,195 and tuppence. So from the original uh, 4,000, we've had a couple of 1,000 and something months. And then I can tell you that it's beginning to fall off pretty sharply from next month so uh this next book bub can't come soon enough and i certainly need to sit down and get some amazon ads done to start uh, bolstering these books but i just thought you'd be interested to hear how that income is but uh, you know it has to be said uh, a book bub is very very handy for bringing a couple of months of really good income in uh, that's not to be sniffed at 1000 just short of 1200 pounds if you were earning that every month i think most of us would probably be quite happy with that the other bit of news I almost forgot to tell you is that there's a project in the north of England. It's called New Writing North. 
And I've actually been involved with it as a consumer for quite a while now, about three years. I They hold an annual writing event. They alternate. They do a, a kind of writing event one year, and then the next year they do a thriller event. They're doing a thriller event in Newcastle this year. They're great uh, events, really well organised, ever so interesting. And I follow them on Twitter, obviously, and I'm on their newsletter. And actually, one of the things I'd like to do with New Writing North, I haven't really got any ways in or contacts there, but I'd really like to uh, work with them to hold a Northern self-published writers event, if we could. Uh, I'm really keen on doing that. But part, part of that, getting to know them, they they advertised that they got some grant money from somewhere and they, they wanted some people to work with authors who maybe were not so clued up on digital marketing side of things. They were struggling with websites and things like that. And it's a di- digital initiative, I think. And I thought, well, that's right up my street. That is, I'll, I'll put a bid in for that. And me and I think it's five others from around the region have been awarded this work. And it's not too much. It, I haven't taken too much on. I think it's about, I, I have two clients and it's 12 hours work basically over April and May. It's 12 hours work done over six two hour sessions effectively. And it's paid, which is also very good, but. I was really keen to get involved with New Writing North. I want to start having conversations with people there and getting to know them. And this felt like an ideal way because it uses uh, the geeky skills that I have and I can help other authors with that. So I jumped on that opportunity, a little bit nervous, thinking, am I all right for time? But I I worked it all out. I got lots of time slots in which I can squeeze these two-hour sessions. But I was very keen to do it. So I'll let you know how it goes. I think we start pretty well after Easter and I've got to deliver this 12 hours of, effectively, it's it's diagnosis. It's working with the authors to find out where their sticking points are. Then it's giving them solutions. And then it's it's summarizing, and I think, giving them uh, pointers for the future. Uh, and all based on their, their digital presence and their use of digital resources. So I thought it was a really interesting project. Uh, very, very interesting. So I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. But that's New Writing North. If you are in the north of England, I, I really recommend that you check them out. It's newwritingnorth, all one word, dot com. They do some great local events and they're well worth checking out. So that's kind of writing news for you at the moment. Uh, let's now go through a, a review of quarter one to see what we achieved in the first three months of this year. And you'll have heard me sort of moaning about it on these podcasts. I'm not moaning about it, but, but commenting on it on these podcast diaries that I say I took too much on, but I'm still here. I'm still alive, and and it's been fine for the quarter. But sometimes I've just sort of felt like, oh, that, that was a ridiculous amount. But actually, you know, stop my only point. It all got done, so it wasn't too much, was it? But it, it did feel a little bit intense at the beginning of the year. So uh, just to run through then what's been achieved in this quarter. So I've written a book, first of all. So for most people, that would be enough. Um, I've written a 50,000-word book, Who to Trust. I've kind of been through it, been through it again. Um, and then next, this coming month, I'll go through it again when it's been to the proofreader. So uh, I've, I've written a book. I've written another book, Who to Trust. So that's not bad for starters. Um, I've released my phase six novel, so my seventh sci-fi novel. That was released on the 23rd of March. That was last week. Actually, I should have put that in the writing news, shouldn't I? But it's, it's it, I say it's been the pool sort of flopping out. I do have plans for that. I've got some promos uh, scheduled for it. But um, I'm kind of, when when Who to Trust comes out, and I've got seven of each, uh, I'm going to need to come up with a rolling program 
of of promos and i'm also going to start um, i'm going to come back to amazon ads and i need to make sure all those books in their various configurations are promoted on amazon ads so this is sort of extra stuff which i haven't even put on my list of things to do it's just stuff i need i, I know that i need to do um so promoting books is going to be quite sort of big for me but really i'm kind of keeping my powder quite dry because the next big thing for me at the beginning of april is going to be getting well fingers crossed get it certainly submitting and hoping that i get another promo for don't tell meg so that that's really my kind of big promo aspiration uh in april so that's why i'm kind of keeping the powder dry so uh, I'll, I'll submit that i like there'll either be tears or hoorays and we'll get that out of the way that would be really 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 good if i can get a second promo on don't tell meg because that will kind of assure the next four months five months of of good income and that brings good income into the business which means i can then maybe think about get more covers done and things like that so it'd be really welcome at the moment to get to get that income in if i could get another uh, book bub it just creates such a a a, a good wave of, of income it really helps um you know it's money coming in rather than going out all the time so i'm really keeping my fingers crossed that we could at least squeeze a second book bub um out of don't tell meg so anyhow, that's looking forward. That's coming next week. I'll look at quarter two next week and talk to you about that in detail. In terms of events, do you know, it seems ages ago now, but uh, we went to 20 books, didn't we? That was at the end of January, was the beginning of February. Uh, that's a real highlight of, of quarter one of this year. So we all went to 20 books. That was great. Enjoyed that. Um, I went to a crypto event in Peterborough, uh, part of my crypto masterclass. That stuff's really inspiring me at the moment. Um, I'll talk to you more about that in next week's diary. And of course, I went to Crime and Publishment in this quarter as well, which was the Gretna Green-based event. Last week, I, I went, uh, had some fun. <laughs> I went for a week with my middle son to Scotland, which was fantastic fun. Did a little bit of work there. Recorded some videos in the locations for my book, Burden of Guilt. Got lots of sort of author photos there as well. So um bit of work, bit of play um, last week, but re- really enjoyed that week. Very, very refreshing. Um, also this quarter, I started my email campaign. So I'd, I'd been a bit disheartened about emails towards the end of last year. And Queeve McDonald, who's a previous guest on this podcast, had, had written a brilliant email to me and just said, I'm sending out very personal emails now, telling people what I'm up to and what I'm writing. They're not kind of salesy stuff at all. Um, and they've gone down really well. So uh, for the last three months, I sent the last one last Sunday. Um, I've been sending these really personalized emails, which seem to be going a little bit better. Haven't had massive feedback from the, the later ones, but, um, that's what I'm sending out. And we'll find out when we get to May and it's, um, GDPR time, which is, in Europe, where we've got to start working out or asking people whether they want to stay on our email lists or not. I'll soon find out whether they want to stay around or not when we get to that stage. So um, so I've, I've, I've at least kept that up for the first quarter of the year. I've been writing more substantial personalised uh, emails. And, and, and from my point of view, that's been very, very manageable, and I'm enjoying doing it at least. So um, I do intend to run those for the year at least and then kind of review it and see how they're going. Um, exercise was something that was important to me. I've been a bit disappointed with exercise this year. I don't know whether you remember, but I, I've kind of had two lurgies this year. And um, I'm, I'm, I, my wife came back with one from the other day. My wife's got a lurgy at the moment. I think, oh, no, don't get the lurgy. I, you know, I need to keep working. These are so disruptive. 
but I've had two lurgies this year. I had one over kind of Christmas, New Year, and it sent me right back with the crypto podcast because I was trying to launch the crypto podcast and I was all bunged up, no, this, and, uh, and my voice wasn't working. It was kind of hoarse. And it's really, when you use your voice to do stuff, it's a real pain when you get these things. So I had that at Christmas and that sort of knocked me back a bit. And I, I, I maybe dropped a few exercise days then. And then uh, I picked up the exercise. Then I got another lurgy and I just kind of felt tired, like I was recovering. And, and, and the exercise has dropped this quarter and I'm, I'm sort of really cross with myself for it. But then sometimes I think you, you just got to cut yourself some slack, haven't you? You can't do everything. So I want, you know, um, how many weeks exercising? One, two, three, four, five, six. Half of this quarter I got the exercise in, half of it I didn't. So we've had a 50% success rate with the exercise. I, 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 this is how you stop exercising. You, you give your excuse, yourself an excuse and, and you stop. So I am pretty just determined to try and pick that up, um, in the next quarter, but that, that's a failure. I, that's a fa- it's a partial success. It's not a failure. It's a partial success because we, we did, we got a 50% hit rate with that. But that's the one thing I'm disappointed about in this quarter. Um, I had, I've just been doing loads of episodes. So I recorded self-publishing journeys episodes 100 to 112. So I've, I've recorded 12 author interviews in this quarter as well as 12. That'll be 12 podcast diaries as well. Um, and, and in addition to that, I mean, this is just ridiculous. We've recorded in this quarter. Wait for it. <laughs> I just want to give myself a good slap. 25 crypto podcasts. I mean, we didn't have a crypto podcast when the year began. And today is episode 26 of the crypto podcast. I've done 26 crypto podcasts since January the 1st. That is absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? But no, I say it's ridiculous, but then we've done it. it. You know, no one died and we've done it. So it's not ridiculous. Um, but that's a lot of work in it. <laughs> that's a lot of output. Um, tw- 12, how many episodes is that? 26. It's about 50 episodes in a quarter, isn't it? It's about 50 po- podcast episodes in a quarter. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? But uh, but there you go. It's It's been done. Um, and I have to tell you, I mean, you've probably picked this up from, from listening to these diaries. I'm never happier than when I'm producing creative output. I like to write and publish books. I like to record episodes and publish them. I like to publish stuff. That gives me a real sense of achievement and satisfaction. So you can't really knock. I mean, I'm only doing the arithmetic in my head, but it must be, if it's 26, 26 cryptos, it must be 12, so 12, uh, guest episodes, 12, diaries it must be 50 podcast episodes in a quarter it's absolutely ridiculous is that a record no it won't be a record because is it John Lee Dumas he does one every day doesn't he so I wonder if I've out John Lee Dumas John Lee Dumas maybe maybe 50 must be quite close to a record mustn't it but anyhow that's podcast episodes for you so um but but of course you know that will cool off now that's going to cool off it it was just um it's just the way it's gone this quarter but we're we're pretty well doing one crypto episode uh a week now and one uh diary episode and as you know from april is it april sometime or may sometime i'm just going to for a couple of months just do one interview episode for the podcast diary so i'm just trying to make it all a bit more manageable to make sure i've got more time to do the kind of marketing stuff that I keep telling you on this diary I'm not doing. I got to get this marketing right. Now I've got my seven books. I've got no excuses. I need to get Amazon ads done. You know, I got to get this stuff sorted out. So I, I, I want to leave myself plenty of slack time in the evenings when I would be doing these 
uh, podcast recordings to, to do some marketing because I can't just produce all the time. I got to do the marketing too. But anyhow, hopefully that's reasonably impressive, isn't it? 50 podcast episodes. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed by that actually to admit that. Um, the other thing I want to do, or the other thing I wanted to do uh, is, and I've only partially done it, is I want to move my grid trilogy to Vellum. Now, the Secret Bunker trilogy and the grid trilogy were written in Word. I think I'd maybe moved to Scrivener actually with the grid, but they were published. I, I created the, the Kindle files. They were created by uploading the Word, a Word document to Kindle downloading it as an HTML file, making the HTML look perfect because I'm a little bit geeky and I can do that, and then publishing it to Kindle. And so that I could uh, more dynamically change these, I want to move them all into Vellum. So I, I've partially moved the grid into Vellum, but I, I only half did it. I didn't get through the sort of check-in and the, the quality control. So I'm going to have to bump that, going to have to bump the completion of that task over to quarter two. Um, and what else? Oh, and I also wanted to do the same with the grid, but uh, not the grid, the secret bunker, I beg your pardon. But that, that's just going to have to be an ongoing thing. The important thing about that work and why I haven't prioritised that is that the, the what's what's published now is absolutely fine. So I'm under no pressure to take it down. It's fine, it's correct, it looks perfect and all of that. This is about a kind of a, a more strategic business move that needs to be made. It's a lot easier for me if I move all my previous books into Vellum all the new ones are in Vellum already. So from Don't Tell Meg, I was working in Vellum already. So that when I need to do updates of the files, I can do it really, really quickly in Vellum, republish the books, even in paperback format now, because I'm using Vellum for the paperbacks. Whereas I can't do that with the secret bunker and the grid. So strategically, I need those in Vellum. I need the Vellum files for those. But, you know, that's that's a bit of a pain in it. It's not something that has to be done. It's something I want to do. So those are getting bumped to the next quarter. So that is quarter one. Quite busy, really. I guess we've got a book written and 50 podcast episodes done. That's the sort of bottom line of it. Um, plus, yeah, yeah, we did well. <laughs> and, uh, and and also, I did all the prep to get to uh, my my two-year anniversary for the podcast is in, is in quarter two. So it, it's kind of next week. Um, but I've done all the recordings for that in quarter one. So I've got John Cronshaw. I've got Alison Ingleby. Rachel Amphlett, Meg Cowley, and Sarah Hardy, they all recorded special segments for my two-year anniversary episode, which is being dropped as an extra episode um, next week. And I'll tell you about that in a moment or two. But before I preview next week, just a couple of people to mention on Twitter um, from this past week. Got a nice uh, email from Edwin Downward, who keeps in regular contact. Thanks, Edwin. I really sort of appreciate this. Um, he often... Uh, lets me know where he's listening to the podcast, which is great. But um, Edwin's also very involved with the crypto podcast that I do. He's, he's kind of moved over. I think, I think, and I apologize for this, Edwin, but I think we've kind of caught you up in the world of crypto as well by the sounds of it. So uh, sorry about that. I have to apologize for that. But uh, we, we do make crypto very accessible uh, on that podcast. It's not kind of geeky. It's just for people who don't know anything about it. So I, I think we've, we've caught Edwin's imagination with it. Um, so Edwin uh, tweeted me about this podcast and he was, he's looking at, um, uh, a statue. It's a statue of a horse mounted on a tall pedestal outside his local city hall. And as he comments, it's very steampunkish. It certainly is. Um, and, and it's this, this kind of horse has got a really kind of angry face to the extent that it could also be a lion, actually. Well, it hasn't got much of a mane, actually. Yeah, definitely a horse, but it could be a, a lion. 
with a with a, a very tamed mane. But thank you for tweeting that, Edwin. I really appreciate that. And then I mentioned I sent um, wedding good wishes to Claire Sager last week, and I mentioned that uh, Claire's been sewing uh, her wedding dress, um, and she's been doing it as she listens to my podcast. I think she, you know, she obviously using her time while she's sewing to do podcast listening, which is a great way of of compressing your time and getting two jobs done at once. So well done on that, Claire. That's a, that's a ninja uh, time management technique. And um, it's really nice, actually, because I've only ever seen parts of this dress. I've never actually seen the whole thing. Uh, but I've shared this on the resources page today. Uh, Claire's just tweeted me to say, you know, thanks for the shout out about the wedding. And uh, we get to see the full dress. And blimey, uh, Claire, uh, you've certainly got some sewing skills if you've managed to create that dress. That's pretty amazing stuff. So congratulations, number one, on on being married on on married life but also congratulations on creating that dress that really is you know it's quite astonishing that you've managed to do that so so well done and i'm pleased that my wittering on on this podcast diary didn't put you off (laughs) all that stitching looks absolutely beautiful so well done on that and thank you for sharing the picture it's on the resources page for this week's diary okay so that is it for this week's podcast diary Um, i'm giving you an extra episode next week so on monday Monday's regular episode, it's John Cronshaw, and this is a take three interview for John Cronshaw. Now, John, uh, if you remember, he's very well known among the 20 books to 50k kind of group, very well established, very well liked among the indie author community. But when I met John uh, one and a half years ago, I was doing my first gig at the Borderlines event in Carlisle. I was doing a self-publishing kind of boot camp, and um, I met John, and John quite clearly was doing all the right things um a lot of the authors there i doubted whether they'd even write a book and and i think they were just kind of overwhelmed by the amount of work that needed to be done but john stood out instantly because he was doing all the right things listening to all the right podcasts he knew all about marketing he understood the work that has to be done if you're going to do more than just write a book and have your friends and family buy it and so i said to john you know i got to talk to you on the podcast and i just want to follow you through and uh, you know i gotta say john's just doing a brilliant job and in the interview, I make a very big prediction uh, for John in, in, in the podcast about uh, a, a book that he's writing at the moment. And, and every now and then I get this feeling in my bones. And I got this feeling in my bones with John uh, when we were talking about his latest book. But he's doing great things. I learn stuff from John all the time. It's been a, you know, just a brilliant contact for me. It's why I'm doing some book promos next week because he told me about a site that I'd never heard of before. Um, John's always excellent value uh, and it's a great interview so that's coming up on Monday and then on Wednesday of next week so this is I've just had to remind myself of the dates this is Wednesday the 4th of April would you believe it this podcast has been going for two years on that date and I thought well we've got to drop a special episode for that because I never in a million years thought I'd still be going with this in, in, in two years it's been you know, re- remarkable. And I got to tell you, it's been the best thing I've done in terms of meeting people, talking to people, building relationships with people. It is the best thing I've ever done online. Better than blogging, better than anything. Uh, podcasting is great for, for, for just making connections. Absolutely amazing. Um, it's worked really well for me. I love it. So uh, I, I highly recommend it to you. Uh, but for this two-year anniversary, I just wanted to do something a bit special. So uh, over the last couple of months, the people that I've been doing, people who know me well, um, that I've been doing the take two and take three interviews with, I've got them to ask me some questions 
uh, record some questions, ask what they would like to ask me. And I'm stitching all that together on Wednesday for this two-year anniversary episode. So you've got five authors. You've got John Cronshaw, you've got Alison Ingleby, Rachel Ampler, Meg Cowley, and Sarah Hardy. You'll hear them interviewing me about all sorts of things. Got some really interesting questions. And that will be your special two-year anniversary uh, episode. So you get an extra dose of Paul. Um, <laughs> should you want it uh, dropping onto your podcast feed on Wednesday but the next podcast is with John Cronshaw that's going to be episode 109 of the Self-Publishing Journeys podcast and that will arrive magically in your podcast feed on Monday the 2nd of April 2018 I hope you have a fabulous week of writing and I'll be back with another podcast diary next Saturday bye bye for now thanks for listening to Paul's podcast diary Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.